0: Welcome to an inspiring message from Awaken City Church. For more information about us, visit awakencity.com.au. You know, we've been uh, preaching along the theme, use it or lose it. And that's part of the reason why I stepped out tonight because, you know, in my connect group on Monday night with some some of the girls, I confess that sometimes with my husband leading, I can sit back, because I know He's got it on him and He's leading it. And I said to the Lord, Lord, I'm not going to do that anymore because the Word ministered to me. If I don't use it, it's not that I'm going to lose the gift, but you know, you become dull. And you, I need to sharpen the gift that God has given me. So I'm practising, I'm preaching what I'm practising, all right? <laughs> In Matthew chapter 25, uh, this is the uh, main text of our theme, Use It or Lose It. It says, To those who use well what they are given, even more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But from those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. Now, this is a parable about stewardship. It's about good stewardship. And it's based around the law of use. It actually applies to every sphere of life. God has given us natural and spiritual abilities and resources, and how we use them determines the fruitfulness in our life. Now, on a side note, there are natural laws of use. You know, if you don't use your brain, what happens? you lose it, right? The more you use your brain, the more you stimulate, the more you stimulate your brain, the more your actual brain, there's more parts of your brain that you use. The same is with your muscles. I discovered that when I had six weeks of my leg in a brace, the difference between my legs was astonishing. One was muscly and the other one was like a little saggy thing. So (laughs) I lost my muscle because I wasn't using it. And it's the same with your natural ab- abilities, the law of use in the natural. You know, I used to be a dancer. I used to uh, be um, a dancer of Latin American and ballroom dancing and, and I love dancing. But you know, you know, you lose it after a while when you don't use it. There's also spiritual laws of use. You reap what you sow. Whatever you sow, you shall reap. And another one is while the earth remains, there'll be seed, time and harvest. These are spiritual laws. Another spiritual law of use is your faith. Faith is actually like a muscle. If you don't use it, you lose it. We are born again. When we are born again, we've all been given a measure of faith. Granted, it might be a a, a size of a mustard seed, but everything starts as a seed. And even a mustard seed has the ability to grow into great faith. And that's where you and I, this is where we can come to if we'll exercise and use our faith. Now, Pastor Claude spoke this morning on how faith works. Tonight, I want to talk about how to use your faith and how to not how to use it, but how to use your faith in every season of life, even when you're going through the stuff, even when you're going through the fire. Now, inside each and every one of us, are potential seeds of greatness. Did you know that? There's greatness on the inside of you. There's potential on the inside of you. And in Christ, we've also been given the power to overcome every obstacle and situation that actually hinders our progress. And Satan will do anything in his bag of tricks and power to prevent us from using your God-given gifts. He'll do anything to stop you from living out your best life. And you know what, the old ones still work. Like the lies that he tells you, like you haven't got what it takes. That's one. Or who do you think you are? Or he's more powerful than God, come on. And have you ever noticed when you step out in faith and decide to obey the call of God upon your life, you get pushback. And that's when some people shrink back. They go, oh, I can't do this. Why am I getting attacked? You're not getting attacked. You're doing something good and He doesn't like it. But you know what? He's under your feet especially when potential seed is conceived with faith. You know, you and I, we have got seeds of greatness on the inside of us. We have a spiritual womb. If Pastor Claude's gonna talk about sperma and sperm in the morning, I'm gonna talk about seeds that are conceived in us. And when that sperma is conceived in your spirit man and it's mixed with faith, guess what? That's when a harvest is produced in your life. And what the enemy wants to do, he wants to stop that conception taking place. And if he can do anything in his power to do that, he will do that. One John five says, For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is he who overcomes the world, but he who believes that Jesus is The Son of God. You know, we call ourselves overcomers, but to be overcomers, we've got to have something to overcome. And often our battles start in the natural, but then they can become spiritual. And in both of these situations, the natural and the spiritual, God has provided us armament for us to wear as we deal with the spiritual battles in life. And it's the shield of faith. We've got faith to live this victorious life that Jesus Christ paid for in full, in advance for you. See, spiritual attacks are inevitable, inevitable, sorry, but spiritual failures are not. Your freedom was purchased at a great price and should never be lost without a fight. And you really don't know you've got faith until you're in a good fight. Have you noticed that? Because a faith that can't be tested is actually a faith that can't be trusted. And the Lord's been speaking to me about these times right now. And this is what He said to me, lots of people are walking around not using their full spiritual armour that God tells us to use and tells us to take up and wear daily. In turn, they've become battle weary. They are limping along in life. God spoke to me in the early part of this year about that. Walking around spiritually wounded and weak in faith. Tonight, is about reminding you and I that you have what it takes. Come on, church is about you knowing what you have. We are in a spiritual battle, but God has not left us powerless or armorless. The main text tonight we're going to read from is from Ephesians chapter six. See, you and I, we have been given everything we need to defeat the enemy and to overcome the situation and circumstances that we have found ourselves in or that we may eventually come into. And so Ephesians 6 tonight, it's a biblical meeting. Did you know that the word Ephesus is a biblical name and it's called desirable? How cool is that? Ephesians is called the Alps of the New Testament and the Grand Canyon of Scripture. I love the book of Ephesians. It's the overarching theme is a glorious church. The church of Ephesus was established by Paul and became the head of seven churches in Western Minor Asia. I'm telling you all all this because they went through the same stuff we went through and they were a glorious church. When Paul was writing to the Ephesians, he wasn't addressing correction here like he was doing with some other churches like the book of Corinth. But this is what He was addressing. He was reminding them to stay strong and not forget that He is Lord, that He is mighty in battle, that He is the resource of our strength for us as we arm ourselves in spiritual battle, that He is mighty in God. Amen. And in verse 10, we're going to read from here. And it teaches us how to defend ourselves. But even more than that, how to overcome situations and go through the battle smelling good. Even when we feel cornered, we have the full armour on. And in verse 10, we start off like this. And before we do, let me pray. Father, I want to thank You for tonight. I want to thank You, Father, as we come around Your Word. We thank You, Lord, that You have given us everything we need, God, to walk this life victoriously. And Lord, my prayer tonight is that, Lord, that we would just not hear the Word tonight, but that we would receive it, Lord, and that we would walk in it and we would live in it. We would act upon it. We would talk about it, Lord. We would experience Your goodness in a way that we've never experienced before. That no matter what we're going through, Lord, that we will rise above the situation or we will go the situation. But either way, we will get over to the other side in Jesus' Name. Father, let everyone that have ears to hear tonight, hear what You are saying to them because we know Lord that you minister to us all in different ways and we open our hearts to hear from you tonight in Jesus name. Amen. Let's read it. Finally my brethren be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armour of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against principalities against powers against the rulers of darkness of this age against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places therefore take up the whole armor of god that you may that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand verse 14 says stand therefore having your Having girded your waist with the truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Verse 14 says, stand therefore, girding your waist with truth, truth. It's about the belt of truth. See, truth is God-based knowledge. It's the original information. And if you are gonna win in the battles of life, truth must be worn at all times. See, Satan is the father of lies. And if he knows that you're not committed to the truth, sorry, half-truths won't do. Half-truths won't do. Half-truths are lies. If you are not committed to the truth, he will trip you up. Because if you stand for nothing, you will fall for anything. So we must stand for truth. We must wear the belt of truth. He said then having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having your righteousness to the truth. In other words, cover your righteousness to the truth. It's a covering. It's the breastplate over our heart, worn on the chest because it is where your heart is. You must have your heart committed to what's right based on the truth that you now concur with. Verse 15 says, having your feet in the gospel of peace. True, true peace, lasting peace doesn't come from a pill, but it comes from the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. As the gospel of Jesus Christ and as Christians, we can access this peace in the midst of our spiritual battle, even though we're experiencing in our physical world something that seems so hard for us. And verse 16 says, above all, can you say that with me? Above all, this is old-fashioned Pentecostal church tonight, okay? Above all, right? Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you'll be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Not just some of them, but all the fiery darts above all. In other words, if you've got this one, you've got it all. Come on. It says, taking the shield of faith. Now it switches here from a noun to a, ver- a verb, right? Taking, we got to take up. See the first three parts, the writer used Having having the belt of truth, having the breastplate of righteousness, having the Gospel of peace. These three you wear all the time. You gotta always wear the truth. You always gotta have the breastplate of righteousness. You've always gotta look around with the Gospel of peace. But now we gotta take up the shield of faith daily. See, the next three pieces of spiritual armor we need to take up daily to use them. He says, above all, taking the shield of faith and taking the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. It's important we understand this. See, now faith, as Hebrews 11 1 tells us, is we gotta pick up and use. Because faith is your access point to everything that God has for you. Faith is your access point. Romans 5 says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into grace in which we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. See, spiritual death came through Adam. Victory over death and life came through Jesus Christ. Faith is Jesus Christ. Faith, sorry, is Jesus Christ, is your access to His grace. For we are saved by grace through faith. And grace is God's willingness to provide His power on our behalf. It's His power, it's His ability, it's His anointing. Isn't that awesome that we have access to this grace? It's His unmerited favour. Grace is where God has deposited everything He is going to do for you. I want us to get this church because this is the glorious church that He has died for and He has risen for and He's coming back for. Everything God is ever going to do for you, He has already done it. He can't do any more. We ask God to bless us. In actual fact, that can't be so because all the blessings God is going to do, He's already done it for us. Jesus hung on that cross and when He hung on that cross, He says, it is finished. He's paid for in full. You have it all. See, your spiritual inheritance is on deposit. It's open-ended. There's no limits to what is available for you. Our problem is learning how to use it, not getting it. We are not, we're, we're not having to get it. It's already been given to us. Oh, Carolyn, I've heard this a few times over the years. Oh, Carolyn, I've tried that faith thing. It doesn't work. I've tried praying for that person, but that person ended up dying anyway. Come on. Come on. It's like saying I've gone to the gym a couple of times and I'm not built like Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know, know, faith is responding to God's Word regardless. See, let me clarify what faith is to you because many of us have misunderstood faith. Many of us have misused faith. And yet, faith is so critical. The definition of faith is finding God's truth, then acting on it. You see, faith is a fact, but it's also an act. And there's a difference between believing in Him or actually believe Him. Believe Him. Like, really believe Him. That's why Hebrews says, have faith in God have faith in God my last few minutes remaining we're going to open up the altar shortly i want to give you some handles to grab a hold on how you can use your faith see this is how faith withdraws from God's blessings grace has on deposit all of God's goodness on your behalf faith accesses the deposit works proves you're exhibiting faith. And number one, the first thing is you got to work your faith. Serve from your faith. James says, faith without works is useless. Faith without works is useless. See, I love what Claude said this morning. He said that four-letter word work, it's not a dirty word. It's actually what we're supposed to do. We don't work for our salvation, but there is an Outworking of our salvation. We, there's an outworking because grace starts from the inside out. The problem we have today is that people have become spiritually lazy. We're walking around like stick men in the spiritual realm. But God wants us to build faith muscle here tonight. See, you've got to work your faith. You've got to use your faith to grow finding God's truth and acting on it. You know, we've got to be declaring, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. There's an outworking of our salvation here. Faith works to them that worketh. Secondly, it says, take up the helmet of salvation. Now this is, if I can say anything, this is the most important. You've got to protect your head. At all times. That's what the helmet of salvation is. We've got to take up that helmet of salvation every day. So, if anything for us today, the second point is to have the mind of faith. James warns us and tells us that a double minded man is unstable in all of his ways. We've got to be single minded in our faith thoughts, we've got to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. See, you can be born again, but you can have an unsaved head. Because the Bible says that we've got to renew our mind. We've got to, we've got to, we got to save our mind. I like what the old Kennethy e. Hagin used to say when I did my studies with him. He used to say, bless their darling hearts, but their silly little heads. Because you can be born again, you can be a brand new creation, brand new spirit, but your head needs saving. Your head needs salvation. Paul says in 12 too, don't copy the behaviour and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. See, faith starts where the will of God is known. And the greatest battlefield we have, family, is our own mind. That's why so much is said about having a focused mind, having a, a mind single-minded in Him. Because what you stare at, you steer towards. And you can't have faith with a defeated mentality. You must come from an overcoming mentality, not a defeated mentality. See, an unfocused mind is the most dangerous weapon of the devil. An unfocused mind becomes a negative mind. And my pastor, Dr Tryon, says, idleness is the devil's workshop. See, whatever you focus on will be attracted to in harvest form. And an unfocused mind brings an empty harvest. A mind focused on the negative things of life will bring a harvest of negativity to you. But a mind focused on the promises of God will bring forth the super abundance that God has promised you. Manage your thought life because your thought life will always follow your dominant thought. Because as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Come on, this is faith talk here tonight. You are the steward of your mind and you are the one that has control of what and who takes rent in your head. And you gotta say tonight, no more squatters in my head. No more squat, I'm going to pull down those thoughts that does not not exalt the knowledge of my Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to bring every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. So if you're struggling in this area, I want you to declare each day that I have the mind of Christ and I know the thoughts, feelings and purposes of God's own heart. I am single-minded in my faith and I take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. He says, take up the daily sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. See, the sword is used for defence. And when the enemy tries to come and tempt you, we got to do exactly what Jesus did. When He stared to the, stared to the devil and He said, man cannot live on bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. A sword is also used for cutting. See, the Word of God, it cuts on the way in, but it heals on the way out. It discerns our thoughts and its in, and the intents of our heart. See, the truth of God's Word is what's going to set you free. But it's painful sometimes because it cuts on the way in. It does surgery to your heart, but it heals on the way out. My last thought is, and as I get the worship team to come up, is you got to share your faith daily by the way you live. Not only are we saved by faith, but we are to live by faith. And we share our faith by talking and walking and loving and acting on our faith. Romans 1 says, For I am not ashamed of the Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, for it is the power unto salvation. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. See, faith talks. And can I ask you this question? When was the last time that you were around the people of God, and you started to have God conversations? That you started to have conversations around the Word of God? I'm not talking about religious Christianese stuff. I'm talking about deep God conversations. You know, when was the last time that you started to speak out the Word of God and started to prophesy over your family? Because we have the power to create. The question I'm asking you and I is, and I'm asking my own I'm doing this too. What are you speaking out? Because out of the abundance of one's heart, the mouth speaks. And if what you're speaking out is not faith talk, then you need to stop talking and start getting into the Word of God. You know, the tongue is the hardest thing to tame. James tells us that blessing and cursing comes from the same mouth. I want to encourage you tonight. Talk on the goodness of God. Talk on what He has done in your life. Be thankful for what He's done, not for what He hasn't done. Remember what it was like when you first got saved. I was sharing this with my husband in the car the other day. I just said, what would we have done? Where would we have been without Jesus? I was thinking of how good God is. We sing this song, The Goodness of God. You know, let's stop talking about our problems, start talking about how good our God is, eh? How good our faith talks. Faith faith loves. Faith works by love. Jesus said, People will know you belong to me by the way you love one another. And faith acts. You and I, we have all been given a PhD. We've all been given the ministry of preaching, healing, and delivering. We've all been given the ministry of reconciliation. Do you know, you and I, we all have the unction to function from the Holy One. Every single one of us. Kenneth Hagin again says, healing is the dinner bell of salvation. You know, this week, look for opportunities to say, can I pray for you? Instead of having sympathy parties with people and say, oh, I'm sorry that happened to you. Pray with them, believe with them. We're all on a journey here. And I believe tonight, you know, some of us have gone through heartache, some have gone through terrible things. I remember the journey myself when I, my son graduated to heaven. It was a painful time. It was a painful time. But I'm standing here today healed and whole because I've overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony. Because I've put into practice these things. Maybe whatever you, Maybe you're going through a relational fire. Maybe you're going through a a financial fire. Maybe you're going through whatever fire you're going through. Let me tell you, the shield of faith will quench that fiery dart. The shield of faith. But you know what faith is? Faith is we can draw down from the invisible realm and access it here in the visible. Thanks for listening to this message. We hope it has blessed you. If you would like to find out more about Awaken City Church, visit awakencity.com.au.